0: Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Big Ideas from the Business Intelligence Guy. I'm Nate Moore. I want to show you an example of a dashboard that's a bit in progress. We got kind of the first section done, and it's a rough draft. You'll see there's still some work to be done here, but I think the ideas are interesting. I thought I'd share it with you. What we're talking about is building a patient satisfaction dashboard. And so we tried to look through a variety of metrics, and and you'll see some of them that are here now and, and... uh, we're not done. This is still a rough draft. There's still more to come. But what we're trying to understand is the patient experience at our practice, and what can we do? You know, and again, in the practice that I'm helping here is in a competitive environment, and you know, pretty much a comparable sized practice across town that you know they're competing with. And the question is, how are we doing? So I want to run through uh, four sets of metrics that we use to at least get a rough estimate of patient satisfaction. And the first one is. Uh, a patient satisfaction survey. And the way this practice does, it makes it easy for me because they, the way they do their patient satisfaction survey, the data ends up in the EMR so I can mine it. A lot of the, you know, if it comes from outside the practice and you've got to either, you know, log on or go to the cloud or, you know, get an emailed report or whatever, it's harder to incorporate that information in the dashboard, but they happen to have their patient satisfaction scores in their EMR. And so I can say, hey, the percentage of on a scale of one to five, fours and fives, uh, by the different subspecialties within the practice. You'll you'll see this in orthopedic practice. You'll see foot and ankle in general and hand and pain. And you'll see the different departments along the top. And then you'll see how we're doing in terms of patient satisfaction. And and here what we decided to do was how do we do last month and what's our rolling 12-month average? And so we can get a sense for are we way up or way down and trying to get a sense for which departments in the practice, which subspecialties are doing better or or improving or whatever as we look at the patient's self-reported satisfaction scores. Second thing we looked at was uh, days to third. And so what we tried to do is we looked at days to third a couple of ways. First, we said, all right, overall, last month, for new patients, established patient appointments, how long did it take to see these providers? And it varies quite a bit by subspecialty. I mean, everything from like three days to 24 days, depending on the subspecialty. And obviously within that, there's providers that vary, but trying to get a sense for how hard is it to get in to see us and what can we do to make our providers more accessible to folks that want to come. And so we looked at that with uh where are we last month and a rolling six month average there. And then what we did is we sliced that a bit further and said, all right, what about new patients and what about established patients? How hard is it for a new patient to make an appointment days to third? How hard for an established? And then we did a rolling six month average there too. And I think it gives you a sense of patient access and how available we are and how, and how available, how available we've been, especially coming out of the pandemic with some backed up medical needs still out there. I think it's an interesting thing to look at. Third metric is one that I don't see measured very often. There was an MGMA stat poll that came out a couple years ago that said, you know, over half the practices didn't even measure this, let alone, you know, have a sense for what was going on. And it's how many unfilled appointment slots are there? And when I look at unfilled appointment slots, I'm thinking, well, I've got a problem with an unfilled appointment slot from a bunch of perspectives. Obviously, if I'm compensating my providers based on productivity, work RVUs, whatever it is, that's, you know, my providers are taking a hit there. I'm also staffing with overhead and, you know, the great resignation having to, you know, trying to get, you know, whether it's nursing or front desk or whatever your current shortage is, trying to, you know, staff a medical practice where I don't have patients coming in at a given slot or series of slots is a problem. So we're trying to get our arms around our unfilled appointment percentages. And it varies, again, quite a bit across subspecialties. And what we're trying to do is show that, bam, one, one table on a dashboard to get a sense for Do we need to make some changes to better fill these appointment slots? And is it a templating issue where, you know, people want to come, but they can't meet our templating issues? Or is it a provider issue where, hey, we're down a provider in this subspecialty or this area or whatever, and we can't get folks in? Is that our issue? I think it's very worthwhile to look at your unfilled appointment data. It's hard to do in a lot of medical practice systems. A lot of them don't track it. They're not canned reports. You've got to go dig for it. Some of them, um, the example that this practice uses is uh, uh, centricity and Centricity will store, un- well, I'll say it this way, Centricity will f- store a filled appointment slot for forever. I mean, you know, of course, right? But an unfilled slot, they think, oh, after 30 days, what do we need that for? And they trash it. And so we, we jump in and save it before the 30 days are up to get a sense and be able to track and trend and say what our unfilled appointment slots look like. Because if we've got a lot of demand, our days to third is going up and our unfilled appointment slots is going up, we've got a problem. There's a disconnect there and we've got to understand what's going on. Last metric, and again, this is one that I don't see measured often, and you've got to go to some work to do it, to to, to put some timestamps, some benchmarks into your data so you can calculate this. But the question is, percentage of the patients that were roomed within 10 minutes of their appointment time. And, so, and it's not 10 minutes of when they arrived, right? Because some of the, um, I don't know if your practice is like this practice, but a lot of the elderly patients are going to show up, you know, way in advance of their appointment to make sure they're in and traffic and whatever, and make sure they get seen and whatever, whatever, whatever. And you know the millennials are just the opposite. You know, if they're only 20 minutes late, that's good or whatever. But the what we do is we measure from the appointment time. And then what we say is, all right, we're going to factor out I'm I'm, I'm done picking on millennials, patients who may show up after their appointment time. If they're late, we factor them out because we, you know, we can't room you in 10 minutes if you're not here to be roomed. So we filter those out and say, are have you are you roomed in 10 minutes? And we can look at that by. Subspecialty, we can look at it by location. Is it a rumoring issue by location and we're going slow at this front desk or whatever? Or are these patients consistently waiting longer for this subspecialty because you know we're we got a 15-minute template and a 25-minute appointment, those kind of things going on all day, and it just kind of snowballs through the day. What's going on here? But again, what are we trying to do? We're trying to understand the patient experience. What's their satisfaction score? How hard is it to get in to see us from a patient access perspective? What's my unfilled appointment slot look like? And how many of my patients are in 10 minutes? I think there's some metrics, particularly if you're in a competitive environment, you're competing for patients, whether it's with the group across town or the university or the, the local health plan or whatever, some things worth measuring and understanding in your practice. I hope these ideas and these big ideas podcasts are helpful for you. Thanks for joining me today.